Welcome to Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes. Joyous conversations about what the afterlife evidence and modern science combine to tell us is true about our one reality. You have nothing to fear. You are eternal and you are perfectly loved. Knowing the truth changes everything. Now, here's Roberta. Oh, my dear friends, welcome to Seek Reality. I'm Roberta Grimes, and I'm delighted that you're with us today. You know, ours is the very first generation in all of human history to understand the reasons why we even come to Earth at all. Jesus told us 2,000 years ago that we're here to grow spiritually to the point where we can achieve While we are still on earth, the consciousness vibration of the sixth level of the greater reality, he called it bringing the kingdom of God on earth, and he talked about it incessantly. But, of course, his teachings soon were buried in Christianity's sad and miserable fear-based dogmas that have nothing to do with the Lord, and they were pretty much forgotten. It's only recently that our study of nearly 2,000 years of abundant and consistent communications from people, actually, I meant to say 200 years, I'm all wrapped up in Jesus still, nearly 200 years of abundant and consistent communications from people that we used to think were dead. All of those communications have been looked through, organized, and made sense of. And when we compare them with what the dead have been saying, with with what Jesus, when we compare what the dead have been saying with what Jesus said, it's all the same. The dead confirmed today that Jesus 2,000 years ago came to tell us the truth. To me, that is really the biggest news in all of human history. We've discovered that Jesus is precisely right. And we enter these lifetimes, according to Jesus and according to those we used to think were dead, very much as we might come to a spiritual gym where we can stress ourselves with spiritual negativity and surmount all that negativity with perfect love. It's that love over fear choice that helps us to better grow spiritually. Of course, like all analogies, this analogy isn't perfect, but it's pretty close. Together with our spirit guides and with the people who will be important in this lifetime and their guides, we plan our earth lives and we generally cram them with the very kinds of dreadful events that most people consider to be clear proof that there can be no God who loves us. Oh, indeed, there is a God who loves us and who wants us to grow. So we choose to try hard to do that. But, of course, until early in this century, this brand new century, so few people understood why we even are here that too often those very challenging lives we ambitiously plan before we're born have defeated people instead of helping them grow. And so it's no wonder, frankly, that this world is in such a mess. So at last now, a great many more people have come to to have a better sense of why we even come to Earth. And it's probably been just a matter of time before the overachieving types among us, we all know who you are, would want to find a way to level up in one lifetime, just one. We're going to talk today about how you just might be able to do something like that and make this your last Earth lifetime. And helping me to help you to understand this is our beautiful, wonderful friend, Dr. R. Craig Hogan. He is here for an amazing 26th time. I never run out of the joy of just talking with this man who is so spiritually advanced and such a wonderful person. And he's going to help us make sense of this. Craig is the president of the Afterlife Research and Education Institute which is also, we call it A-R-E-I, but to seek reality listeners, he really needs no introduction at this point. Craig, welcome. I'm delighted that you're with us today. 
Yeah, I'm delighted to be here. It, it gets better every time. So <laughs> when we get to, to, to number 4,384, then it's going to be dynamic. Oh, I so. hope we don't have to be here that long, dear. That's something I really hope we, we don't yeah. have to do. But but it is, it is a beautiful thing. Um, Craig is an expert. Uh, and really, I think the only living expert in all the areas we talk about on Seek Reality. And that's why we have him back so often, because he can talk about so many of these things. And uh, the first thing I want to do, though, is put in a little plug for his book. Craig's book is called Your Eternal Self. It came out in 2008. I read it. The first thing I did was something I almost never do, which I got in touch with Craig, and we became phone friends. I brought him to Austin. He spoke to a packed audience, and I have been spellbound by this man ever since. He has made his book free, which is an excellent price, you have to admit. And it's a must-read for anyone who wants to really understand the reality in which we live these earth lives. Um, I Craig, tell us, tell our listeners how they can get a free copy of your eternal self. Well, it's online. Uh, it's uh, in print, so they can buy it on Amazon.com. But I recommend they go online to youreternalself.com. That's the name of the book all pushed together. youreternalself.com, and it's online, so they can just sit and and, and listen to it and and. Um, and read it online. And if they really want a, a PDF copy, if they'd like to have an Acrobat copy, just uh, send me a note, and I will send them an Acrobat copy. Bless you, dear. I, I think everyone should read this book. Let's make it part of our syllabus here at Seek Reality. It, you, please, everybody read that book. There will be a quiz. So I just, I just wanted to make sure you all knew that this wonderful man has written a book which is really indispensable. Um, it's, it's, if you read any of the fun books that I've written, you'll find it's always right there among the top four books that I want you to read about that particular fun book. That's how, how central it is to what we talk about each week. So Let's, what we're going to talk about today is a little bit off base, off beat from what we normally do, because normally I have someone here who has written a book that's related to what we need to talk about, and we're focusing on that author and that book. We're going to talk here about something which is really kind of theoretical, but I think it's, it's critically important because nobody wants to, the, the Buddhists call it turning on the wheel, nobody wants to come back again and again and again and, and face the same lessons. And if your choice is that you want this to be your last necessary earth lifetime, you, want, you don't want to come back ever again unless it's your decision to come back maybe for some important positive reason you can do that it turns out it is possible but it's not easy as you can imagine um, someone called or that called wrote to me um, about a month ago I, I get emails every day that I spend a lot of time answering emails it's important to me but this this was a very ambitious guy he said okay I get it I want this to be my last Earth lifetime. In fact, I want to get to level six, which is, of course, the level right below the source in this lifetime. Can I even have a life if I, if I want to do that, or how would I do it? And I thought it was a good question. I asked a number of people what they thought, and um, my, my guide, Thomas, who, um, as you know, uh, has his, had his own important lifetimes, he, he really sees this question. And um, he is going to help us answer it today. Um, he he tells me now that he was he spent barely really less than fifty years 
out of body after his last Earth lifetime before he came back to, to guide me. And so he's, he would know, and he, he wanted to, to have his last Earth lifetime happen too. So we're, we're going to talk to him about that. But first, let's ask Craig, who is the expert on it, to explain where all of this is happening. I mean, we know that this physical reality is less than 5% of what exists. So, Craig, talk about how you understand reality to be structured. Sure. Uh, the reality is structured for us individually. So each one of us is going through Earth school, and we are learning lessons in Earth school. And the important thing isn't just that we are maturing spiritually and we're becoming more happier with our lives. It also is the process. The process of growing is very important. So when we're growing together and we're having these experiences together, that process is as important as the goals are. And we can, in one lifetime, in, in this lifetime, we can have bliss and joy uh, in our lives. And the only thing that holds us back is our own perspective and the fact that society right now is so base and so preoccupied with the material world that it holds us back. But it is possible for us to have peace, love, and joy throughout our lives. And it's just a matter of the way in which we approach life and the things that we do and the choices that we make and the thoughts that we think. So that while we're in earth school, we structure it. We make the decisions about how it's going to go. And to some extent, we just have to give up on the things that we were reared to believe when we were children. Right. Because those are the things that are coming from society and coming from the earth realm, and they're going to hold us back. So we have to come to the point in our lives in which we say, when we turn our backs on that, and say, I'm going forward to live my life in love, joy, and peace, and now I can do it just by making the choices that I make. And that's what Earth School is all about. That they beautifully said, and and understand he doesn't talk about he's not talking about any religion. One of the things that holds us back most is the fact that we have religions which are all man-made, and they're all very negative, and negativity is what we're fighting. So if you're trying to grow spiritually inside any religion, uh, you're you're setting yourself back hugely. Uh, when I talk about Jesus, I'm never talking about the Jesus of the of, of Christianity. I'm talking about the genuine Jesus of the Gospels, who is everything and much more uh, that you ever had hoped. But um, but he's not a Christian, and neither need you be either. So all right. So Thomas, I, I asked Thomas. Um, how would, how would we do this? And he said, you cannot achieve the sixth level in one lifetime because there is too much that you would need to do once you've stopped incarnating. Basically, there you, you're going to take an advanced course or two once you get home and you're staying home. But he said the most of the way um, is, is upper fifth level when you would stop incarnating and that you can do in one lifetime. Now, those who know you know me know that the Thomas I'm talking about actually had a lifetime, his next to last lifetime is Thomas Jefferson. He doesn't claim that name or that identity now at all. In fact, he was he felt so unbalanced having had so much power uh, in that lifetime, quite unexpectedly, he felt he needed another lifetime just to get back into balance. And so he came back as a farmer named John in Wales, and he died right around the end of the 19th century. So um, he was out of 
I, I came in in the 40s. So he, he was out for less than 50 years. And he says that we, everyone is hungry to stop incarnating. And he loves the fact he doesn't have to come back. Um, many people, it turns out, who have Earth fame are choosing to come back now. And this is something we'll be talking more about later. I'm just coming to understand this phenomenon. Uh, they're, they're coming into lives now so that it during this century, they can together help us to grow. And rather than coming in himself, he decided to have his old sidekick, namely me, come in instead, and he guides me. I don't think it makes much difference, but it's, it's, it's an interesting phenomenon nonetheless. So I said, okay, how would we do it? Well, it turns out he's been using me as a guinea pig for the past 20 plus years 20 years ago he began the process of helping me to grow spiritually and I didn't even know it I, I was becoming overwhelmed by all the negativity in uh, on TV, uh, all the, the horrible, uh, this is 20 years ago, it wasn't even the year 2000. I think it was 19, 1999 when I first decided to do this. I gave up all TV. I gave up all movies. I gave up um, newspapers. I get, you name it, I gave it up. If we had had... Uh, I certainly never have played video games. I would have given those up. If we'd had uh, social media, I would have given that up. As Craig points out, the negativity of this world is so overwhelming that you cannot really grow spiritually unless you can free yourself. So what I did was to free myself. Um, I, I began to think of it as cleaning up the living room because when you think about your mind, your mind is going to be where you live forever. And if you're going to live there forever, you don't want to live in a mess. And I was living in a mess of all these these fears, angers, hatreds, all the stuff that was going on in the world. So I just shut myself off from that. Now, some people have said to me, you can't do that because then you're not helping the world. Yes, the only way you and I really can help the world is by helping our minds to become clean and then helping them to grow spiritually, which is what we're talking about today. I, I defy anyone to tell me that it's more important for you to wallow in the negativity. It's not. We have to rise above it. Um, so but, but let's stop while we're talking about um, talking about cleaning up our living room and, and have Craig tell us about how consciousness works. Because we're told that if you only if only ten percent of the people in this world will will really raise our spiritual vibrations materially, we can affect the whole of, of the world and everybody on earth. And we know the consciousness of the of the world has now fallen so low that we're basically in interplanetary intensive care. Craig, talk about all of that. Yeah, the uh, consciousness is much greater than simply what we're thinking and who we are as individuals. Uh, we are part of the universal consciousness, and that is what uh, Amit Goswami calls the mind of God. And so there is nothing but God, is what he says. And that, what that means is that we are having experiences with each other that are part of the larger totality of consciousness. And we as individuals then are growing within that. And every time that we grow our stature by an inch, by being more joyful, by showing more happiness, then we raise the vibration of all of consciousness, the entire universe of consciousness. And so we're having an effect upon everybody else. Uh, and the interesting thing is that the studies have shown that that's true, that, that we can send thoughts to people. And, and in one study, the researchers had an individual who was the sender send thoughts to the receiver, 
and the sender was given instructions at random and was told to uh, make the receiver feel tense and angry and so the the sender then would make himself feel tense and say you're tense and and you're an awful person and, and what's wrong with you and and uh, wow. they put electrodes on the receivers to see if their body was reacting to anything that they were getting and at the precise moments when these these awful thoughts were sent the individual who was the receiver got them his body reacted now his mind didn't he had no idea he was getting them but wow. he, his body reacted and what that meant was his consciousness the worldwide consciousness that we have is affecting each other at every moment and so when good thoughts were sent then the opposite happened. The person became calm. Uh, it was obvious that their, their nervous system had relaxed. And so they got the thoughts. That means that other people get the thoughts that we think. Uh, we are affecting the entire world by the way that we think. So our consciousness is part of the universal consciousness. And we're raising the universal consciousness to be better in this way. And there is an, an experiment that's done uh, called the Global Consciousness Experiment in which there are random num number generators, 50 of them around the world. Random number generators spit out, spit out random numbers. There's no order to them at all. And what they do is the, the 50 random number generators around the world are monitored. And when something happens, like 9-11 or the O.J. Simpson uh, trial verdict, when something like that happens, the random number generators all around the world register. So that wow. they, they begin to they begin to to show a form. In other words, they begin to a consistency, which means that consciousness. Everybody who who is involved in that, who's watching the accounts of nine eleven, who's watching the O.J. Simpson trial verdict, everyone's consciousness is affecting the whole world, all around the world. Fifty random number generators are affected by this. Isn't that uh, extraordinary? And then, yeah, and so uh, what we do is. And, and there have been studies that have done, been done of a, um, an effect called the Maharishi effect, in which Zen meditators would meditate in a city for a period of time with the intention of, of having love and joy and peace for the people in that city. And during this time, the crime rate reduces, the number of inventions of uh, that are creative increase, the uh, the number of violent crimes, the number of violence and domestic problems all decreased. And so then a small number of, of, of several hundred Zen meditators can affect a whole city. And this has been replicated over and over again. So our consciousness affects the whole world. That's what it amounts to. Um, when, one of the people we've had twice on, um, in fact, I would have her more, but it's difficult to get her, on Seek Reality is Lynn McTaggart. She is one of the leading experimenters in this field. Her book, The Power of Eight, which we talked about here on Seek Reality, and as I say, there are two past episodes, so you want to listen to them both. She talked about all kinds of experiments, like what Craig has talked about, that are being done and how powerful. I mean, eight people, apparently, who, who had just had unite their intentions can affect a whole city's amount level of violence all kinds of amazing things so um, when we talk about your deciding to take control of your life clean up your living room have no more negativity coming into your life we are talking about your deciding to help the world in a very powerful way and your the next your next question is how can you give up all that stuff you know I never missed it not for a day 
There were so many things that I freed myself to do all the time I got back because we used to watch TV all night, every night. Uh, we, I used to go to the movies. I used to do all the – I have since seen some movies in the last 20 years, but I've been very careful. I don't want any negativity in this beautiful living room that I live in now. And you know what? If I had not done that 20 years ago, you would not know my name. You would not, there'd be no secret reality. There would, I never would have written The Fun of Dying. I wouldn't have had time. I was too busy doing garbage with my life. So the best thing I ever did for myself was to decide it was time to clean up my living room and make it a sacred space. It will make you so happy when you decide to do this too. And I'm eager to help you do it. So, you know, you know how to reach me. Just ask me questions um, or go, go to robertagrimes.com and read my blog post called The Living Room. Uh, or I think it's called Your Living Room. And it's amazing how that helps. So anyway, Thomas put this in my mind and I did it and I loved doing it. And I have a confession to make because... It was 15 years later that he gave me the next stage, and I thought this was the first stage. That next stage was the forgiveness exercise you find in the fun of growing forever. Forgiveness is the key to your really getting control of your life. Until you have learned the power of forgiveness and until you have learned to be able to forgive always no matter what, you really are out of control. Your, your mind is running in all kinds of crazy directions. But when you combine cleaning up your living room with allowing yourself the freedom from anger and hatred and all the negativity, um, it's easy then. To, 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 to forgive and to make it so that you never really have to forgive again because you've forgiven everything up front once and for all. Now, this is an area where you're interested too, right, Craig? I mean, this the, the whole notion that forgiveness is the only answer to whatever the question is, love is the only answer. Um, yeah. It's become my area in particular, but I know, Craig, mm-hmm. that it's powerful for you as well. Yeah, and what we know is that uh, when a person is holding grudges and is angry, a person is rehearsing in in, in his or her mind uh, the arguments that he's having with this other person and not yes. forgiving, then what it's doing is it, it's poisoning the person. It's poisoning that individual. So it, it, the effect is a, uh, it affects them physiologically, it affects them mentally, it affects them spiritually. And the only way to get rid of that, the only way to have bliss and have love and peace in the person's mind, in the person's life, is to give up on that and to forgive. And not only to forgive, but to actively forgive. And what that means is that uh, you go to the person and you make amends with that person. Uh, you actively let them know how you feel. And what that does is to establish a new relationship. Uh, everything is going forward. So everything from today is a new day. There is no old day. Everything is forgiven. Uh, everything moves forward from here. There are no judgments. And if we do that and we go to a person in love, then that will establish a new relationship. Now, that doesn't mean that they're going to reciprocate because they're in society and, and they're going to have difficulties and they may not want to accept forgiveness or they may not feel they need to, your forgiveness. But what we do is when we cleanse ourselves of it, when we allow ourselves to have the feeling of forgiveness, to, to reinvigorate the love, the regard that we have for the other person, then we change ourselves. And that's what's important, regardless of the response of the other person. One of the things you find as your own vibration grows is it becomes harder and harder to be in the presence of people who are negative. Um, And what you do then is you simply, as Craig says, you forgive, but you withdraw. You don't 
encounter uh, or, or, or engage people in angry behavior in return or even in – you don't even go back and forth with them is what I've learned because there's no way – if people are steeped in negativity, that negative energy, it's like being in a sewer. It'll get on you. You can't, you can't allow that to happen. But instead, you, you forgive that person. You forgive yourself. There are two kinds of forgiveness really. There's the kind that you've got to do. I call it bespoke forgiveness. Uh, you know, you the, somebody does a horrible thing to you. You you, you know you as Craig said, you, you forgive them no matter what. And people will tell him as they tell me, well, I can forgive this, but I can't forgive that. No, if you can't forgive everything, you really haven't learned to forgive at all. The easiest kind of forgiveness to do is what I call prevenient forgiveness. And this directly came from Thomas. This is an exercise he gave me, um, which when I first began to do it in 2011, I was amazed at how well it worked and it has been a decade since I last ever did this forgiveness balls exercise so you just this is what you do you know, something bugs you somebody cuts you off in traffic you know your brother-in-law you hate or whatever you just gather all that up you, you gather the people big sweeps of your arms you make a ball out of all this negativity this person you can't stand whatever happened you make that ball you get in that ball too frankly because you have your own self to forgive for having made such a fuss over this and then once it's all nice and tight you push it away with both hands saying I love you I bless you I forgive and I release and you do when you do if you do that your mind which you taught your mind to get upset about the traffic you taught your mind to be upset about the fact that your husband leaves his socks on the floor you taught your mind that your child is just being impossible all of that you taught your mind to get upset about you can teach your mind it's unimportant and this is how you do it you, you make these forgiveness balls you push them away in the beginning you may have to do it two or three times but you'll find Peace descends on your mind. You have retrained your mind. Now, for, for about a month, you'll have to do this fairly often. That was my experience. I had taught my mind a lot of awful stuff. But suddenly, one day, I noticed something had happened. It was, I don't even remember what it was now. But, it, you know, basically, you give people the power to upset you. And I had given people the power to upset me about some things, uh, politics, probably. And I suddenly realized that. Things have been said that should have upset me, but they weren't. I was living in peace. It's as if all of those levers you give people the power to use that are on the outside of you to affect the inside of you, they get disengaged and you no longer feel angry about things. It is amazing. And I found that there, it, it, A Course in Miracles, which apparently Jesus led the group who wrote A Course in Miracles. A Course in Miracles teaches, and the miracle, by the way, is forgiveness, basically. It teaches us there's no order of magnitude in, in forgiveness. If you can forgive one thing, you can forgive anything. And that turns out, in fact, to be true. Um, I, haven't, I haven't had a problem in a decade. But I've also never been angry in a decade, um, which... Think about how happy you would be if nothing ever bothered you anymore, whether it's traffic or your boss or whatever it is. Imagine how happy that would make you. You have the power to give yourself that gift. Forgiveness really is the gift that you give yourself. And as Craig says, once you have learned that level of forgiveness, the peace that descends on you really is beyond all understanding. Um, I've never even seen you cranky, Craig. And and, and um, I think you've been there. You got there much sooner than I did. But it's a wonderful feeling to be at it peace. Is. 
Um, This isn't to say things won't ever frustrate you. This isn't to say you won't ever have a less than ideal day. But it's so different when you are in control. You can withdraw into that well of peace that you've created for yourself deep inside. You can withdraw into that beautiful living room, which is now so beautiful, lovely, decorated just the way you want it to be. And you can sit in that peace. This is something you have the power to do. Thoughts about this? Yeah, and when you once you've drunk from that well, then you want to keep going back to it. So you actually, when you begin to feel the freedom, the release that you have when you forgive, and you see the results of that, then you will go back there. Uh, it becomes something that you hunger for, and when your life is filled with that, when you have no none of the negativity and animosity that you had before, then you find that everything in your life is enchanted. Everything in your life is wonderful and uh, and lovely and blissful, and you still have frustrations. You know, you, yeah. you just uh, you you can't. Frustrations are part of the the physical realm. That's why we chose to be here. We chose this life, this crucible, in which there are negatives and positives, so that we could grow. But once we go towards the light, once we go towards the positive, then uh, there's no turning back, and we will hunger for it after we've done that. We learn we learn to be offended. Uh, and we learn That's to right. get offense. We teach ourselves uh, that. Yeah, yes. we, we, we actually, so that, uh, you know, if, if Donna comes to me and says, you know, does this dress make you look fat? And I say to her, yeah, <laughs> you look like a sack of potatoes in that dress. <laughs> then she would be You're offended because now. she, and then I'm in trouble. I'm in trouble. Then she would be offended because she had learned to be offended. She had learned yes. to take offense. And and I had uh, and if I meant it spitefully, then I would have learned to offend. Uh, but if we don't allow ourselves to be offended, uh, and we don't allow ourselves to offend others, then we will find that our, our relationships are much purer. They're much cleaner. And they're and, much uh, and, uh, happier. This is about happiness. They're much happier. We can live our lives in bliss. You know, uh, yes. the, uh, Joseph Campbell said, uh, what you need to do in your life uh, every day when, when you're going through your life is uh, seek whatever is, makes you blissful. Seek your bliss. And uh, if you pursue whatever makes you blissful, then uh, as, things, as you become spiritually more mature, the things that are loving and compassionate and, uh, and being done for other people are going to be the things that are going to give you bliss. And so you live your life being blissful by making other people blissful. And that's what we want. That's, that's what Jesus said that we could live, we yes. could have in our lives. It, is, mm-hmm. it makes you so happy. Never mm-hmm. forget for a moment, and I say this to you every time, everyone, never forget for a moment that you in particular are eternal. You never began, you never will end. That is true. If you exist now, you always have and you always will exist. What exists? It's your mind. That mind that we're cleaning up now, we're freeing from all negativity. We're making it into a beautiful place. Well, guess what? You get to live in that place forevermore. And it will get more and more beautiful the higher your vibration goes. That's the reason to do this. Because by taking control of your own life, you can make yourself so happy. I mean, people people can make themselves suffer too. But there's why would anyone choose that when you can choose bliss? And yes, um, this is really true true i as i say thomas has used me as an experiment i had no idea but believe me if you'd known me 20 years ago you would not have liked me at all i was very self-absorbed i thought that was how you had to be and kind of antagonistic to people and i wasn't nice 
I'm really nice now, and I like being nice. And I'm, I have also so much time. That's another thing that, that Craig and I really crave is the time to help you. And we get more and more of that the more we're able to give ourselves those sacred areas of space. We're working on doing more of that. Um, you know, Hopefully, we'll have some exciting things to tell you before very long about how we can all have more of that wonderful time and wonderful space. But... Any last thoughts on this, Craig? I, I think this is such an important conversation for all of us to have. Yeah, and, and it is something that we grow into and we become better at. And we see the, the, fru- the fruits of it in our families, uh, in our businesses, in, uh, eventually in our cities and our nations. And, and when this happens in all of humankind, then we will see it in our, ourselves as a species. But it must begin with us as individuals. Each one of us has to allow ourselves to be freed from those things that are weighing us down like anchors, like albatrosses around our necks, yes. and to rise above it, and to rise above it one incident at a time. So one example of, of raising ourselves above uh, the, the difficulties of the world to feel more joy and peace in, in that one instance today then that raises our, our vibration, that raises us above it by that much. And if we do that consistently, then it will change our lives. Yes. There's no reason for us not to feel love, peace, and bliss in our lives. Yes. It's just that we have to choose it. And to be happy. And, you know, you may mm-hmm. think, oh, um, um, my my husband is a this or a that or a rat. Well, my husband used to, I would have paid you to take him at one point in my life. But, you know... It's like a miracle. He has become so nice. I have the best husband in the history of the universe now. I don't think he's changed an ounce, though, Craig. I think I'm the only one who has changed. Mm-hmm. Is it, yep. Don't you find that that's true? Suddenly yes, right. all the people who used to bug you are suddenly beautiful. When you begin to understand them, everybody has the difficulties that they're going through. And when our perspective is that, that that person with whom we have different problems is going through difficulties in their own life, they're having these, yes. these things that happen to them, and our role in this earth school, in, in, in life, is to help them. Our yes. role is to help them out of that, and we don't do it by, by uh, lecturing them and, and telling them what they should do. What we do is by loving them, by yes. showing them love, and, and, and in spite of the difficulties that we have. And that's what makes a difference in their lives, and it makes a difference in our lives. So whatever it's a win-win question, situation. Yes. Mm-hmm. Whatever the question, love is the answer. Never forget that, everyone. Mm-hmm. That's the only yeah. possible response, no matter what's happening in your life. We know that the, the consciousness vibration of this planet has gone down so far toward negativity that we are literally told by beings not in bodies, beings at the very highest level of reality, that unless they have they intervene and they have intervened, um, we can't raise the vibration on our own. It has gone down too far. If you think things are bad now, they are bad, like they've never been really before. And this is only the beginning. It gets worse from here, except that the highest level of reality is working now to help us. But they can take it only so far, they tell us. They need us to take it the rest of the way. And that is what we are talking about now. You have the power to become a warrior for truth, peace, and love in the world. You have that power. And each of us who makes that choice will minutely raise the vibration of every other person on the face of the earth, even if they don't know that that's what's happening. You know, they used to be a lot angrier, but there's an army now of, of, of millions 
imagine of people who are working as we're talking about working to raise their own vibrations and suddenly then people who are full of rage aren't full of as much rage anymore things look better to them this is the greatest gift doing this in your own life is the greatest gift that you can give to the world it's the only thing most of us really can do to change anything in the world at this point and we can do it and this is this is what craig and i have dedicated the rest of our lives to is helping people understand what's at what's at stake and helping people know how they can become part of this army for truth and the people who are beginning to do it and i'm in contact with a number of them are so happy already i'm amazed how quickly how quickly they're happy so um, it's a very exciting time to be alive for all of us, uh, and, and we, we can do this. Thomas tells us we are going to succeed now, but we're only going to succeed if we will each do our part. So um, if any of this interests you, as I say, go to robertagrimes.com and read my blog, um, or send me an email and we'll talk about it. It's very important to me that each person listening have the chance to do something really powerful and wonderful for the world. Don't you agree, Craig? Isn't this an exciting time to be alive? It is an exciting time, and it's an <laughs> exciting time for us as individuals and to watch the world change as it changes because uh, we are to the point now where uh, there's no place to go but up. And so yes. we're, going to be, we're going to be watching a change over the next decades because we yes. will see these things happen. We're in a primitive state. Our government is in a primitive state and within yes. the way in which it acts. The, the schools are in a primitive state. Our society, the, the religions, the, all of these are in a, a primitive. They're spiritually vacuums. And yes. we will watch that change because it is changing among many people now. It's breeding. It, it's something like a, that uh, the mother yeast, where in which you uh, you take the the yeast bread and you and you spread it around by by putting it into an, another pot with more bread dough, and it makes it rise. And so we're seeing this being spread from person to person. And uh, Jesus said that was true. Uh, Buddha yes. said that was true. Yes. Um, Buddha said that the, the, the world is, uh, people suffer in the world, but it isn't because they need to suffer. He said it's because of the desire or attachment to things. And what you have to do is stop being desirous and attached attached to things in the physical realm, and then you will begin to rise above it, and then you will have love, peace, and joy. Isn't that beautiful? Yeah, mm-hmm. Jesus. Jesus talked. To, Jesus told us we should become the leaven in the loaf. Beautiful mm-hmm. analogy, because yeah. even a little amount of leaven is able to to transform the whole loaf. The, what we understand now from reading the Gospels closely is we now understand what Jesus actually was saying. People couldn't have understood that really until toward the end of the 20th century they couldn't have understood what he was even talking about he knew things back then that um that you know we're only now coming to understand this is why um, i'm using his teachings to help you um but as craig wonderfully points out the buddha there are other great spiritual teachers in the world and who who basically said pretty close to the same things and, and pretty close to a, a slightly different way that might resonate with you more. So, you know, our job is to find the, 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 the leader, the teacher, the wisdom that will speak to our own particular hearts. As Craig said, we're all on our own individual journeys and, and allow that wisdom, though, to speak to your heart. The time is now and uh, it's already beginning to happen. The transformation is underway and it's a beautiful 
beautiful thing to be part of. Oh, Craig, I'm so glad you were here. This has been so much fun. Yeah, it's been wonderful. T- tell people what your website is and how they can reach you. Sure. Uh, so you can go to uh, youreternalself.com, where my book is, and I invite anybody to read the book. And you can go to the uh, AREI Institute uh, website at afterlifeinstitute.org. And there you'll find information about what it is that we're doing. And we are in the midst right now of uh, fundraising. So what we're trying to do is to make this reality happen today. And in order to do that, we've got to find funding. So that's what we're in the midst of right now. But I'd invite anybody to get on. And if you want to contact me, please do. And and they can do that through AfterlifeInstitute.org, right? That's that's mm-hmm, yep. an easy way to do it. Yeah, the, and the, fund, the, it. the funds that that AREI is trying hardest to raise are really to help to make sure that the people who are working with those not in bodies to to come up with better kinds of communication between their reality and ours to give them what they need in terms of 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 support and help because ultimately what he and i are all about especially you craig is about helping to prove that our lives really are eternal because once everybody gets that it's going to change everything everything in the Mm -hmm. world and so um that's all that's all on the underway and because we know that we're we're doing we're basically just serving spirit um it all will happen in spirit's time and in spirit's way well much love to you my dear and a big hug and we'll talk again soon we're, we're going to have craig back early in the fall to talk about some very exciting developments we're not quite ready to talk about yet but um but meanwhile everyone this has been seek reality with roberta grimes I'm really glad you could be with us today. This is so important, and we will be talking about it again more and more. I mean, the reason, the whole reason we seek reality is so we can help the world to do what it has to do to become what it needs to be in order for it to be a place where all of us can grow spiritually and ultimately where there is no more war, there is no more hatred or anger or negativity at all. I mean, you want a, you want a world where there, there no, no child ever will go hungry again. You want a world where everybody will be living in peace and love and there'll be no fear. This is about the start of helping that world to happen. And there's nothing any of us can do with our lives that are more important than this or frankly, more fun than this. Please never forget that you in particular are a powerful, eternal being. You never began, you never will end. You are eternal in the most fundamental way possible. And when you really get that, all fear goes away and your life is transformed in such a powerful, powerful way. Next week, our guest is going to be the noted medium, Laura Powers. I'm losing my voice. I've gotten so excited about this. Laura, another drink quickly. Laura Powers is a celebrity psychic, and she's currently in pre-production for a new television series about her work, which is pretty exciting. She's a clairvoyant, to get get all this, a clairvoyant, a psychic medium, a writer, actress, model, producer, writer, singer, whoops, I got a writer in there twice, and a speaker. And she helps others to receive guidance and better communicate with their loved ones. That's all pretty basic. 
I was on, actually, Laura has, a, among all the other things she does, she has a radio program, and I was on with her in January, and we said at the time uh, that she had to come be on my program because it was a love fest. She's such a joyous, lovely person. So next week we're going to be talking about all the things Laura Powers is up to now, and we're talking about her book, which is entitled Angels, How to Understand, Recognize, and Receive Their Guidance. Now, just parenthetically, we know we all have spirit guides. You can't be in a body without at least one spirit guide. Looking at her book, I have the sense she's referring to to our guides when she talks about getting their guidance. That doesn't bother me, the fact that she is using a different term. It doesn't really matter. However, you want to see your guide. Your guide is delighted to be to you whatever you want your guide to be. They, they live to serve us. And talking about this next week is going to be fun. You're really going to enjoy getting to better know this beautiful, beautiful spirit. So please share the love with us next week. This week, of course, here for the 26th time has been the leading living expert on the greater reality who is our cherished, cherished friend, Dr. R. Craig Hogan. He's joined us this time to help me talk with you about something that's been a big topic of late among my blog commenters and friends. If we really want to do it, how do we make this our last Earth lifetime? According to Thomas, and he should know, if it's that important to you, you can do it. It doesn't even matter if you're old. You can you could take it the rest of the way in just a few years' time, but you've got to really want it because you've got to get all negativity out of your life perfectly, completely, and forever. You've got to learn to forgive no matter what. You've got to be loving. No matter what anyone does to you, the only possible response is love. This isn't necessarily easy, but it becomes easier. As Craig said, it, you, once, once you begin the process, it becomes easier and easier and more and more automatic. And frankly, as I say, I mean, as you know from the title of my books, I really love fun. If it's not fun, why would we do it? Well, it is a lot of fun to grow spiritually. It becomes addictive, that beautiful feeling that you're on top of your life, that nothing is, there's no downer, nothing to be feared, everything is beautiful. You want that feeling for yourself. And this is the best possible way to do it. So we'll be talking about this again, uh, and I'm probably going to end up writing another book about it once that I get to that point. But meanwhile... Craig has helped us today in ways which I'm very grateful for. I, I'm going to be glad to have him back again. It's always fun, always fun to talk with Craig Hogan. And as I say, when he's here for the 27th time, we hope to share with you some very good news. As you know, my nonfiction books are Liberating Jesus, My Thomas, The Fun of Dying, The Fun of Staying in Touch, The Fun of Growing Forever, The Fun of Living Together, and very soon, coming out in the fall of 2019, The Fun of Loving Jesus, Embracing the Christianity that Jesus Taught. Now, some people have said to me, you've been talking about that book for a year, Roberta, what's wrong with you? Well, it was done more than a year ago. I don't run my own life. Thomas now runs my life with my permission. Your guides can run your life too if you want them to but I told him he knows better than I so why don't you just take over Thomas well he held this book up for more than a year but he says now it can come out in the fall I think he's coordinating it with a bunch of other things but um, I love this book my publisher says it's the best thing I've ever written and what it does is to bring the teachings of Jesus forward so that we can begin for Jesus at last 
the movement that he came to begin. They called it the Way, and it was it was Christianity for the first 300 years until the Emperor Constantine and a bunch of other Roman people got hold of it. So we can bring that back, and that's what the fun of loving Jesus is all about. For young people, we've got their fun of meeting Jesus because, you know, that's what we want our children to do. We want our children to meet Jesus in love and not in fear. It's the first of at least two children's books, beautifully illustrated, um, that we're hoping the second one will come out by the end of this year, but we're looking more realistically at 2020 because, you know, we still do have to, occasionally we do have to sleep. So if you want to talk about any of my books, of course, all you have to do is, is go to robertagrimes.com and contact me through the contact block there. I do answer every email. It can take me three or four days at this point, but I'll stay up later, get up very early to make sure I get an answer to you. So please make sure you give me your right email address. Past episodes of Seek Reality are available on webtalkradio.net, realrevolutionradio.com, iTunes, iHeartRadio, and a number of other stations, including those in the in the Dream Vision 7 radio family. I love those people. They're just full of sunlight, and they have been so good to us. More and more people tell me that at this point, because they're on the go, they just they have the, the app that's for available for free in the iTunes app store, and they just get Seek Reality every week, and they can listen to it as they're exercising or driving. If you ever wonder where we're recording secreality.com, you can always go to robertagrimes.com. I was reading .com as I said that. If you want to know where Secret Reality is right now, you can always go to robertagrimes.com and click the radio tab, and you'll find out there what we're doing. Occasionally, we, we record before a live audience. Occasionally, we don't. It really depends on what's going on also in the rest of my life at the same time. If you enjoy these weekly conversations, you might also want to check out my blog at robertagrimes.com. We talk there about the same things, but we tend to go deeper. And the, the commenters are the, really the reason that the blog is so successful. There are some beautiful people growing rapidly who love to share with us there what they're thinking. And as you know, all I care about really at this point is helping you to grow spiritually. Anything I can do, I'm here. Please just let me know how I can help. Living in perfect love eternally, frankly, is the very happiest you're ever going to be. And I want to help you get there. Meanwhile, this has been Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes. Please enjoy and please make the most of this coming week in our one beautiful reality, knowing that you are a powerful, eternal being, and you in particular are infinitely loved. You've been listening to Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes. Roberta blogs and answers questions at robertagrimes.com. Join us every week as we explore what the afterlife evidence and modern science combine to tell us is true about the one reality we all share. Knowing the truth changes everything.